Welcome to the Two Principles Podcast, the ultimate destination for principals, leaders, and educators. That's right. We're diving deep into the important stuff, the ups and downs of mental health, the secrets to managing stress effectively, figuring out that elusive work-life balance, and mastering the art of being an effective leader. So sit back, relax, and get ready to embark on an incredible journey with us as we explore the fascinating world of life and leadership. So whether you're a principal, leader, a busy parent, educator, or someone on a mission to make a positive impact in the world, this podcast is for you. The Two Principles Podcast, life and leadership talk inside and out. A better you makes for a better today. It starts with you. Hey, are you a cloudy or are you a sunny type of guy? Clouds all the way, every day. <laughs> <laughs> you are a cloudy mofo, huh? <laughs> hey, uh, are you ready to go today, pal? Yeah, man. Let's, let's do this. Let's get after it. Let's raise that frequency. Um, we're laughing because we're having all sorts of technical problems over here. So um, Big time. But you know what? We're making it through. We're going to go spread some good out today into the podcast universe. We're talking episode 2P47. Excited to be checking in with you today. I'm Jason Paris. I'm Kevin Jost. Hey, and we are the two principals. Hey, if this is your first time tuning into the 2P pod, we appreciate you checking us out. We would love for you to follow, subscribe, and rate our show um, we know that there are a uh, ton of options out there in the podcast universe. So uh, sitting down and listening to these two morons, we really appreciate it. Um, and hopefully we're going to have some fun today. We are going to have some fun today, help people out. Maybe they're going to help us out. Hey, Kevin, I always like to say we're an indie podcast. And as you can see today, <laughs> never more no, apparent than today. We have nobody helping us out. We have no crew. You know, there's. I was reading some articles today about these podcasts. These they have crews. They have yeah. all this stuff going on, and you and I can't even figure out sometimes how to get our mics working. No. But you know what? We're here today. We're gonna be with our, uh, you know, our lovely listeners, and we are grateful for our listeners. I so much appreciate our listeners. I appreciate people checking in with us. Um, following us, subscribing to us, all that good stuff. We do have a great Two Principles community, and we are super, super uh, grateful for you uh, tuning in with us today. We, you know, Kevin and I, like he said, we're just, we're Two Principles. We, we enjoy life. We, we enjoy hanging out, uh, talking about uh, all things life and leadership. And we just, hey, we're, we're on our own journey. And uh, hopefully those out there listening, you're on your own journey too, to a healthier and happier you as well too. And we do this one step at a time, one conversation at a time. Hey, Kevin, I have a song for us today. It is, I, I'm going old school today. I need a little time after time. Cindy Lopper, time after time. Oh yeah. Hey, did you, as you, do you know this songs, you know, the, this opening right here is they call it uh, a synth riff was created by Rob Hyman using a synthesizer called the sequential circuits profit five. What would you I say if I that. knew that? What would you say if I knew that? I would be like, dude, you are so cool, man. Can <laughs> I, I didn't get know you that. out of that? I didn't know Because, that. you know, it it's become one of the most recognizable intros in pop music. So that's something cool a little bit about City Lopper time after time. Uh, this was uh, debuted on her solo album, She's So Unusual, again, released in October of 1983. I was just a little kid at that point. 
But I, do you remember? This is one thing that I want to bring up today. Time after time, Cindy Lauper, MTV music video. Do you remember this video? I do. I I remember listening to Cindy Lauper because my older sister, who is, oh gosh, what is she? I don't know, five years older than me. So yeah. she was, you know, she was a teenager when this was out, and I wasn't. I was younger, but um, that's that's how I kind of got, you know, her and Madonna and Michael Jackson oh, yeah. and. and and, and all that stuff. So maybe a little Beastie Boys, too. Yeah, you know, I don't know if I'm a little, we're a little biased, but don't, don't you think the music man back then, they're just great artists. I you, mean, just really good. You know, iconic. that's an interesting in, interesting comment because I bet there's some research out there that, that suggests we think it's it's iconic music because I, I attribute, <laughs> I, it connects to emotions. Like, right. I, it, it's yes. like eras. It, it's like, you know, it's times and well, time after time it's moments in my life that i can remember and i can you know like a, a middle school dance or yeah. um you know something like that so yeah for sure you know this this uh this song cindy lopper's time after time it received significant airplay on mtv and played a role in establishing cindy lopper as a distinctive and creative artist and again the uh the song she time traveled to save her boyfriend from an abusive relationship if you remember that video really cool but again that's the anthem today that's it cool. goes along with what we're talking about time after time we're going to talk a little work-life balance today one of our favorite topics and i've got some cool things uh that we're going to talk about but let's cool uh, quick question quick mailbag time yeah uh, kev i got a question that came in uh <clears throat> to both of us said, Kevin and Jason, can you please, not please, I'm making that word up, but <laughs> it just wanted to say, um, what is your, because we talked, uh, the episode uh, that, that uh, dropped last week was um, all on nutrition. We yeah. talked nutrition and leadership. And they wanted to know, because uh, this uh, principal wants to know, what is our biggest struggle when it comes to nutrition? Uh, so you go first, and then I'll, I'll add mine. Mine's overeating. Um, yeah, that's a good so one. It's, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's definitely overeating. Um, I tend to kind of, kind of get, get after a few things from time to time. And, and, uh, you know, I probably would do a lot better if whenever I made my dinner, I just made it and then put half of it in a bowl or, you know, for tomorrow. Oh, it's too hard to go back <laughs> and know. get that second helping. I, so I would say that's for me. I just eat too much. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, for me, I, my biggest struggle, um, it, it, it's the stress eating, um, mm -hmm. in, in the world and the life that we live with a high paced, uh, high stressed jobs that we're in as principals and leaders, educators, it's, it's, uh, me and stress eating. I am, uh, I really have to do a, a, a better job at that. I have to be a little bit more self-aware, but God dang, it is so good to open up a bag of chips or open up a, a, a bag of cookies uh, and th those are my two that I will just hammer. So yeah. I, again, I appreciate the question. And I would just say, you know, I think we all have struggles with it and, and we just try to get better. And I would say, I think I posted this out, uh, or you and I, we talked about this and put this out on our social media feed about just having grace with yourself too. I think I replied, actually somebody, um, uh, checked in with us and said, uh, something about, you know, slipped up, had a chocolate chip cookie or something like that. And I'm like, Hey, listen, if you only had one, you're doing good. Cause I would <laughs> eat the whole damn bag. So yeah. Um, but have grace with yourself. It's all, you know, it's all part of, uh, you know, your journey and you just want to have more better days than not. So Absolutely. here's the random question of the show. It goes along with the episode of the title of our show, which is boundaries. Yep. 
So here in balance. So here's the question. Would you rather have a high paying job with limited work-life balance or a lower paying job with ample leisure time and work-life balance? Option two, eight days a week. Okay. Twice on Sunday. So you'd rather have yeah. a lower paying job with ample leisure time and work life balance. Yeah, you you have I mean, Ooh. the older I get, the more I realize, man, <laughs> you're you know, you get to that point where the time left is probably, you know, less than what you've lived and and you're right. you're you're valuing your time and your experiences and your ability to be with loved ones and and stuff and it's just at the end of the day it's getting you know it's becoming more and more apparent that it's just not worth it. And I mean, you, you, you have to, you have to um, find things in your life that you love and um, money's not everything. No, it's not. I know. And I, when I, you know, I was putting that question together and I thought, you know, the, the younger me would have said, mm-hmm. heck, I want that higher paying job. I want to, and I still have a little bit of that itch, you know, I want to find, you know, Oh, for sure. Uh, you know, money and all that stuff. But uh, like you said, your health, your wellness, your peace, your, 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 just your quality of life, I think right now for me, I think uh, means so much more. And I think it's just as you get older, you just hope you get a little bit wiser too. So, yeah. That's a great question. I hope uh, those that uh, are listening that uh, you, um, I don't know which camp you're in. Maybe you're in both. Maybe you're in one. Maybe you're in that. It doesn't, doesn't really matter. But, uh, that's our random question of today's show. Kevin, our topic today, I have some titles, you have some titles, and we're going to talk a little bit about these titles. I'm going to go first here, but okay. just draw on the line. Maintaining boundaries for healthy work-life balance. The secret sauce. The secret sauce to a mm. successful work-life balance. I want to know what that secret sauce is today, okay, pal? Okay. Work versus life, breaking down the battle of boundaries, unplug to recharge how boundaries enhance work-life balance and then from chaos to harmony unveiling the secrets to maintaining boundaries and achieving work-life balance Mm -hmm. yeah um how about leadership collapse how (laughs) ignoring boundaries leads to professional burnout yeah (laughs) the dark side of leadership when boundaries cross the line of work-life balance sound like movies um, boundaries overrated. Why high-performing leaders thrive without work-life balance? Mm, yeah, there's a lot of people that believe that. Leadership sacrifice. How prioritizing work-life balance weakens your leadership impact. And leadership versus personal life. The uncomfortable truth about making tough choices. We do, don't we? And this is a topic that you know when we talk about work-life balance. And today we're going to have a a great conversation. You you and I are going to uh, chat here today about you know, how do we maintain boundaries and how do we do that as principals? How do we do that as leaders, educators to make sure we do have that uh, work-life balance? But there are people out there, like, you know, you were just saying that they really, they, they, they feel like they, they thrive Mm -hmm. when they are just fully invested in their work and that's all they're doing. Um, But then at the same time, my guess is some of the relationships around them aren't probably as great or fulfilling, but maybe that's not what that person needs. But anyway, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to discuss the importance of setting boundaries today to maintain a healthy work-life balance, because many of us struggle to find a balance between work and personal life, which can lead to stress, which Mm -hmm. can lead to burnout and even health problems. And that's something that, 
you and I have dealt with as leaders, stress, burnout, and even some health problems that you and I, that's why we're on our journey. But however, by setting clear boundaries, we create a healthier and more fulfilling life. Hey, we're going to be sharing some statistics today. We're going to be talking, Kevin and I are going to go back and forth on some questions. We're going to share some facts, some tips, and some strategies for setting boundaries in the workplace. We're also going to be discussing the benefits of maintaining a healthy work-life balance. So, Kevin, what do you got? Yeah, we've been uh, compiling some stuff for this episode. And and uh, like you said, we got some statistics, some facts, some... some uh, Information about some, you know, articles and whatnot. First one that I'm going to talk about is a study by Harvard Business Review. They found that 94% of working professionals reported working more than 50 hours per week. And half working more than 65 hours per week. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously that indicates a significant lack of work-life balance. Oh, for sure. At least from a numerical standpoint. You know, one of the things that popped into my head when you f- were kind of talking about, um, you know, some people just like that, that, that lifestyle of just the, 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 running, the grind, the grind yeah. right. And you said that might not be, you know, helping others, you know, relationships with other people, but I'm going to play a little devil's advocate here. If you are somebody who is in a relationship with somebody who in- does the same thing, Right. Maybe, yeah. Maybe it works for you. I, I, I guess where the problem, what I would like listeners to start reflecting on is, is your approach to your own work-life balance negatively impacting other areas of your life? And if you can answer, no, it's not, then keep doing what you're doing. Right. Right. But here's, yeah. And I'm going to, but I'm going to, I'm going to flip it again. And okay. I'm going to go back to, let's just, let's just talk here in the United States here. Sure. Cause there's other, other countries that, you know, um, you know, they've got, you know, they have siestas later oh, on. Yeah. The they drink wine they every day for they lunch. Drink, yeah. They yeah. don't, they don't work, you know, as many hours and the pace at which we go. And I think it's the pace and the intensity mm-hmm. at which we go. You know, sometimes if you're working 50 hours a week, but you don't have that intensity or that pace of that high pace, high yeah. stress. You know what? That that may be okay. You know, uh, because I know you and I we're working. When I look at this, I'm like, man, people are overworked, overstressed. Yeah. They're tired. They're burnt out. That's what I see, and that's what I feel. When every time you go around, you talk to somebody lately. Oh man, I'm so tired. I'm so stressed. Well. You- you hear that all the time, all the time, and and you you bring up a good point about the pace. Um, here's here's a comparison. You know, listeners, you know, we've talked about my my enjoyment of endurance sports and um, running, for example. You know, eighty to eighty five percent of every mile that I run over the course of a year is super super slow, like ridiculously mm-hmm. slow. Like sometimes people think I'm injured. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's only 20 to 50, you know, 15 to 20% of the time where you're really pushing it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Could you say the same thing about our profession? Are are we are we 80 to 85% of the time going pretty slow and and not feeling the grind and not feeling no. the stress? No. No, no it's we're, it's we're, the opposite, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you couldn't you know, as somebody who is in endurance sports and and trying, you know, running all the time, you couldn't sustain that. You you might right. be able to sustain it for a year. But you couldn't right. do it for a decade. You could. Your body will shut down. Okay. And yeah. so what we're talking about is 
you keep going at that level and the pace is what, what really stuck out when you said that to me. Um, you know, 50 hours a week at, at a low pace is different than 50 hours a week at a high pace. Right. You can't do that for decades. No. And, 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 you know, what we talk about with our principals, leaders, and and, and the education field, our educators, teachers, I mean, you're you're constantly going. And again, you're dealing with people, you're dealing with emotions, you're dealing with energy. And there are so many things that you're trying to do each and every day. Um, And you are putting in more than, you are putting in more than 40 hours a week. Oh yeah. That's just, I mean, that's, I mean, that, that, that's, I think you put 40 in by, you know, maybe Wednesday or, or Thursday. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're, you, you, the amount of time you're doing during the day, stuff you're doing at home, mm-hmm. and then even on evenings when you got evening supervision. So yeah. this is a topic to me. And, and the reason I that we continually, we will always continually talk about this topic on the pod is because there are so many people that are fried out, they're tired, they're stressed. And here we are, we just, we're wrapping up. Uh, we're in November now. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're getting into the holiday season here now. And it's a tough, that's a, now you got, that's a tough, that's a tough go now. Now you, you just, we, <laughs> is there ever a, a downtime in, in education? Maybe July? Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. It doesn't seem like it. It's, it's, uh, yeah. What are sure. some other, some what, other, what stats? Are some other stats? Um, we've got American Psychology Association. They, they reported that uh, 65% of employees, Cited work as the top source of stress. Not not um, surprising. Um, mm-hmm. Workload and lack of work life balance being a, being major uh, contributing factors. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got a study by the National Institute for Occupational Safety and Health. They found that individuals who work long hours um, and their their criteria was ten hours a day or more have a 60% higher risk of heart disease compared to those who worked standard hours. There's gotta be, there's gotta be a lot of factors in this one here. I mean, seriously, when you're going over 10 hours, right, you're, you're talking about your sleep. You're probably talking about nutrition. I was going to say, you're probably, you're, talking, yep. you're, and you're probably talking about you're, you're too tired. You're probably not going to work out or take care of yourself. No. Right. So there's a multitude of factors that you're eating. You're doing that. Yep. You're eating quicker meals that are more convenient, which typically are going to be lower in nutritional value. Um, like you said, you're not making time, you're not making time for working out. You're probably also not making time for hobbies and interests and, and yeah, stuff and like that. that. All that stuff, um, yeah. there's another survey by, um, I can't Deloitte? even, yep. Deloitte. Deloitte. Um, 77% of respondents, they reported that they have experienced burnout at their <laughs> current job with 84 Okay. Listen, this, this. 84% saying that they felt their employees could do more to support their well, well-being. So that's definitely what we talked about last week. Um, you know, supporting mental health in the workplace. So um yeah, I mean those are just a handful too. I mean it's just yeah. I mean, I mean do you think about that though? Experience 77 people, you know, obviously in this survey, but dude, that's 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 a lot, man. And uh I do think that as principals and as leaders, we we can do more and we should be talking about this with our staff because are there things that maybe we can take off plates and, and just say, you know what, we don't need to do this anymore. You know, our job should be, you know, try to keep, come in, let's build relationships with kids, let's make sure they have a great experience, but we don't need to be adding on all these other things. And so Wouldn't we'll, it be we'll fun? Wouldn't that. it be fun at the beginning of the school year to have teachers come in and say, okay, guys. We want you to just help kids this year. Yeah, just go after just it. Help kids. Yeah. Help kids. 
Right. Here, really here's cool. a couple other a couple other things that I I found on the Journal of Educational uh, Administration found that principals work on an average of sixty hours per week. That, yeah. That's the, that's the average, and I I would I, I would I don't say I don't, that, yep. that's accurate. I'd mm-hmm. say that on the average is about sixty hours per week for uh, for principals. Um, and the American Psychological Association reports that school administrators, including principals, obviously this is no, uh, this isn't going to surprise any principal or leader out there, but often face high stress levels due to the complex nature of their responsibilities, which can impact work-life balance. Um, and then obviously the National Association of Secondary School Principals, NASSP, uh, did a survey that 61%, over 61% of principals reported that their job responsibilities interfered with their personal lives. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, so you go back to that work-life balance. So these are statistics um, that highlight the demanding workload that you you were talking about, potential challenges that we face as principals, as leaders, as educators to achieving work-life balance. Um, the responsibilities and expectations placed on us uh, can often lead to those long hours, those high stress levels and difficulties in maintaining those uh, personal relationships or, or lives outside of work. So we're going to talk about that today, Kevin. So I'm going to ask you a question okay. about how can a lack of work-life balance impact your productivity and well-being? Oh my gosh. Huge, huge impact. Um, decreased productivity. I mean, w- you know, when you're overworked, you're tired, you're constantly engaged with work-related tasks. Um, you're, 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 you're going to feel less productive. You're, you're fatigued, you're stressed, you're maybe on the verge of, of burnout. Um, I mean, you know, think back to the last time that you had a, a really stressful week and there were just lots of things going on. And, you know, by the end of the week, oh man, did you feel like, did you feel like you were knocking things out of the park? No, you, you feel <laughs> like you're just, you're just surviving and you, you feel less creative. You don't, you don't feel like you can focus. Um, you know, you just, you're not able to, to rejuvenate yourself and it just, Overall, I mean, it's absolutely going to have a huge impact on your productivity. Um, increased stress and burnout—that's um, that's gonna that's going to impact everyone within your organization. Um, I mean, and we've talked about that burnout before, right? I mean, mm-hmm. go, going home and feeling stressed—you know, maybe you're having some stressful days. That that's not burnout. Bur- burnout is when leaving the thing that is causing you the stress for an extended period of time is not changing things for you. That's when you're burnt out. You're burnt That's out when you go on vacation and you come back and you feel worse than when you, when yeah. you left. That's it's burned a, out. Yeah. It's a prolonged exposure. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, relationships, oh, uh, for sure. you know, talking about the impact of, of having a poor work-life balance, you're straining your relationships with people at work, with the people at home. I mean, you're, you're you're probably constantly feeling that 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 uh, that give and take, and that you're you know you're you're neglecting one side of your responsibilities while while um, fulfilling the other side, and and you're just spreading yourself too thin, and mm-hmm. so of course that is going to uh, impact those relationships for sure, and then health problems. Oh right? yes, for sure. I mean, what do you think you're doing to your body when you are just in a constant state of of chronic stress. I mean, you're just pumping your body with, 
with uh, hormones just going through all the cortisol. Um, I mean, you're talking cardiovascular issues, uh, weakened immune systems, uh, sleep disorders, which are going to impact a whole bunch of other stuff. And then mental health conditions, anxiety, depression. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's funny because I do feel like for a long time, I mean, you and I have been in this profession for a while and, and work-life balance, you know, um, care for yourself, self-care. I mean, those words, they get thrown out, right? But man, it is so, so vital. It is so vital that we are talking about this and we are, we are allowing people a space to think about it and, and have conversations about it. Um, you know, for me, and we might get to this later, but one of the things that I struggle with, the biggest thing is there's, there's the work-life balance in terms of being able to segregate things from a, from a, you know, physical standpoint, like I'm leaving work, right. And I'm going Mm -hmm. home, but it's the, it's the mental game of being able to turn your brain off and not think about work. That's the, that's the part that I struggle with. And I, there's also, there's also, um, an element of guilt that I really, really personally struggle with, with work. Um, well, don't you think that's a lot of, that's a lot of principles. That's a lot. I of think leaders, it is that's a lot. Of Absolutely. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves. It's, right. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I mean, I'm getting better at this, but you know, the other week I, I had to miss a day of work because of a mm-hmm. personal situation. I felt horrible. Like I, know, I, I felt guilty about that all day. And, and you should, Shouldn't you should be able just to go do that and take care of that, right? right? But but that's what I'm saying is that's why these that's why it's important to have these conversations because we we need to be if we're if we're at a point where we're dealing with something in our personal lives and it's preventing us from going to work, we shouldn't be in a situation where we feel guilty. And is, no, is that a, is that a cultural thing? Is that just the way that the job is? I mean, I don't know. Well, same thing, you know, like I'm at a a board meeting uh, or something like that. I'm not even in the building and I just feel like, oh God, I, Mm -hmm. I, you know, it just, you don't feel good. And and I'm like, wait a second, I got to check in and check in what I'm doing here and everything's going to be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else on this? uh, Uh, Yeah. One one last thing talking about um, how it's going to impact things potentially is, is with an organization, you're probably going to have some high turnover. Um, yeah. if you're, if you're fostering a culture of, um, you know, stress and, and, uh, not a good balance between work and personal life, you're, you're inevitably, inevitably going to have employees that are burned out, stressed out. Um, and they're not going to want to be there. They're not going to want to be there. They're going to go look yeah. for other jobs. And I'm telling you right now, there's a lot of other jobs, a lot of organizations, yep. a lot of their schools, a lot of their districts that they are, they are prioritizing work-life balance to say, hey, yep. listen, you come in, you do a good job here, but at the same time, we want you to leave, we want you to go home, yep. we want you to take vacation, we want to do whatever and take care of yourself. Because yep. if you're not going to do that, you're not going to get people to come into your uh, building or wherever. So No, and you talk about having stress. I mean, <laughs> try to try to be constantly filling positions. I mean, that's yeah. that just adds to everything, right? right? So how about this? I got a question for you. Um, what, yeah. what role do employers have in promoting work-life balance for their employees? Um, like when you think about, you know, what it is that, what is it that you're doing as a leader? What steps mm-hmm. are you taking to support, um, the staff in our building regarding work-life balance? Well, I, just like I said, just as before this, before this question, I mean, that, that it, it's, it's so important. It's, it's crucial that, uh, you as a leader, uh, I don't care if you're a leader of your, your school, leader of your district, uh, leader of a company, whatever it is, 
that you're promoting work-life balance for your your staff, your employees. Because uh, if you're not doing that, uh, again, you're going to create. I, I just think it's. A, I don't. I don't think the culture. I think you're going to have a culture that's not that's not good. But I think a couple things you can do just establish some. I would say practices, you know, some guidelines and some practices that, um, support work-life balance. Maybe it's flexible working hours. You know, uh, I know sometimes, you know, in the summer for us, we have a little bit more flexible working hours. Maybe it's, um, we know that one of us is going to give an example, uh, for, uh, for us and our team, maybe, uh, whoever's got supervision that night, maybe they are going to, uh, they're going to leave early, uh, that day or leave early the next day. Uh, you know, uh, just doing some of those things, uh, you know, if you have the ability to, you know, I know in schools, we don't necessarily have the ability, uh, you know, maybe if we don't have students or something like that, but maybe the remote work options. And I know some districts are doing that when we have days where it's just a staff in the building, or there's a, a day where, um, you know, superintendents are uh, giving the ability for those to work from home. I think that's really important to do that. Um, and then obviously, uh, vacation days, uh, personal leave allowances, uh, stuff like that, making sure that, uh, you have those, those practices in place for your employees to do that. The other thing is, um, have an environment where your, your staff, your, your, your colleagues, your employees feel comfortable about discussing their needs uh, when it comes to work-life balance, uh, because if you're not checking in with your staff, if you're not checking in with uh, your employees um, and you don't know how they're doing or you're not getting feedback on that, um, that that can lead to a negative culture uh, in your building, in your district, in your organization. But just encourage uh, that open communication because it's important to know what's going on with your staff. What do they need? You know, everybody's going through uh, stuff, shit that they have to deal with check in, find out how they're doing, and, and uh, maybe you can help them out in some way. The other big piece, and we talk about this a lot, Kevin, is you have to be the leader of this. You have to lead by example. If you're if you're not going to lead by example with work-life balance and talking about creating boundaries and um, putting, putting uh, healthy uh, practices in place for uh, your personal well-being, uh, then that's going to be no good to anybody. So you need to lead by example inspire, uh, your, your staff, your employees, uh, to do the same, uh, because that's, that's what it's about. And then, uh, a couple other things here that I have would say, um, promote the flexibility, uh, and autonomy. And what I mean by that is, uh, provide that nobody likes a micromanager, Right, Kevin, do you, do you like when somebody's micromanaging you and telling you what to do and how you need to do it and all that stuff? No, no, I don't care no. for that. No, I don't care for that either. I like, you know, I, I'm going to work hard. I know you're going to work hard. People are going to work hard, but you got to trust your people, but give them a little bit of flexibility, uh, autonomy, and how they're going to manage their workload. I'm going to trust that, you know what, if somebody's going to come in like maybe 10 minutes past the time that they're technically supposed to be there, I'm going to trust that, you know what, something maybe came up. Or, you know what, maybe they, they needed that extra 10 minutes or whatever it is, but give a little bit of, of flexibility and autonomy to let people uh, figure out their workload. And then the last thing I'm going to say here is make sure that you have uh, assistant programs, maybe some wellness initiatives. Maybe you're doing some stuff as a building. I know we've done some things with yoga in the building mm-hmm. or, you know, working out before school or after school or whatever that may be. 
Um, and you know, maybe there's some workshops too that you can send folks to when it comes to stress management, uh, or, or, you know, managing their time. But I think those are things that I think can help as uh, a leader with your employees. Yeah, that's good. All right. I got, uh, one for you here. Hit me. Uh, what are some common challenges that educators face in maintaining work-life balance? And then how can schools and institutions, so how can these organizations, these districts, these schools address these challenges? Hmm. I'm going to say the first one definitely has to do with, with time. What do we, what do we always say? We don't have enough time to get the stuff right. done, right? Uh, workload, right. heavy workload, educators, um, you know, all across the board, demanding workloads, lesson planning, grading assignments, meetings, extracurricular. I mean, how many of our teachers coach, you know, I mean, oh, they, yeah. they're all involved, right? There's, there's a lot to do. Mm-hmm. So what can we do? Well, let's see. Um, we could address, we could address this issue. We could provide, you know, re- resources, support mm-hmm. staff. Maybe it's, maybe it's how we use our support staff, our assistants, um, mm-hmm. uh, allowing more collaborative planning time to let them feel uh, the opportunity to create, um, you know, solutions and and work with each other to come up with with um, you know problem solving uh, strategies. Um, so yeah, I would say that that first one is definitely that heavy workload. Um, other common problems: um, limited time for self care. Mm-hmm. Okay. Again, we're busy, and and I know a lot of people outside of education. They think, oh, you show up in the morning, you leave in the afternoon, and you're done. That is not how it works. <laughs> our our teachers are so dedicated, and yes, they have a contract and they all that stuff, but they are all working beyond the school day. They all are in some fashion, um, and so you know, how do how how can we how can we help with that? Promote you know, we can promote self care. We can we can encourage you know, teachers to take breaks throughout the day. We got to make sure that they understand that we have wellness programs. Um, uh, what you talked about supporting that culture that, that, uh, throughout the building and, and really leading by example, making sure that teachers know it's okay. And it's expected that you are taking care of yourself, whatever that looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, it makes a big difference. I'll tell you right now. And, and we're, I, I know we are super grateful for, for our leadership in our district and for our soup and assistant soups uh, that, you know, they talk about this. And so that makes a big difference than it, uh, you know, because if if they are encouraging us to do these things or, you know, make sure you're, you're, you're not, you're not turning on your computer at night, responding to also a whole bunch of emails. Well, that, that kind of leads into my next thought about, about um, the idea of like identifying boundaries, you know, kind of like boundary blurring, like what, what am I supposed to do at work? What am I supposed to do at home? And, and just be super, super intentional and, and clear about expectations, about our working hours. Um, um, and even going to the point where you actively discourage excessive after hours communication. You know, I know that's yeah. one thing that we've talked about is we've told staff, listen, if it's an emergency, y- you better call us because we're not even checking our email at night right. and, and you shouldn't be either. You shouldn't be sending emails at eight o'clock at night. Um, so really just being super intentional and, and actionable about, about what the expectations are around around um, those boundaries. Um, mm-hmm. Other challenges: emotional demand demands. Um, we we talk about this all the time. We are constantly dealing with emotional situations. 
um, when that comes to students, parents, colleagues, how can, you know, how can we support that? Um, again, you know, counseling services, uh, wellness, um, uh, employee wellness programs. I mean, there's, there's things out there. We have access to mental health resources, um, creating a spot, supportive network, um, among staff members, fostering that positive school climate, making sure that, that everyone is under the, the understanding that, that there is help there if they need it. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, I think the way that we combat that the emotional demands is really just making sure that people know that we care about them um, and that there are supports there in place if, if they in fact need them. Uh, professional development. That's another, that's another mm -hmm. one that we talk about. I mean, it's nobody, nobody hates professional development. I think people really do enjoy it, but it, it comes back to all those other things, that heavy workload, the limited time. It's, it's how do you crunch all the stuff together and get it all done. And so, mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe it's the way that we deliver the professional development. You know, we've done, we've done some things in our district where it's flexible, it's online, it's asynchronous, um, as, as some options. And so being maybe creative and, and flexible in that regard, um, when it comes to professional development is something that maybe we could do to help kind of lower that burden a little bit, but, um, you know, we could keep going, but that's, that's just a handful. Yeah. Those are great. Uh, all right, I'm going to shoot one back at you. Um, yeah. Now we're talking about accessing, or I'm sorry, not accessing, assessing. Um, how do you assess your own work-life balance mm. and identify areas where you may need to set clear boundaries and make changes? So in, in other words, how does somebody say to themselves, how do you evaluate whether or not you're doing things the right way? And now a word about our partner. HealthWise Behavioral Health and Wellness. As a team of experienced licensed psychologists, clinical therapists, medical professionals, and mind-body practitioners, HealthWise offers a wide range of mental health services for individuals of all ages. HealthWise is grounded in a philosophy that considers the whole person. Located right here in Maple Grove, Minnesota, HealthWise is ready and able to assist you with becoming the best version of yourself. And now back to the show. Yeah. And I think that that's a great thing to do is you need to almost do a, a self-assessment of yourself mm -hmm. when it comes to your work-life balance. So maybe looking at your personal and professional life and then reflecting on your, your values or your priorities in those areas and then assessing the current uh, allocation of time when it comes to where is your time going uh, with those priorities and how much time are you doing? Uh, and then do you have to make adjustments uh, to that? So I would say some self-reflection on your personal and professional life. Also, the other piece, and this is something that it's taken me a long time to... Um, when I say uh, self-awareness piece here, but evaluate your own energy levels throughout the day. Hmm. When, when do you have those, those high energy levels where you feel like you've got a lot of energy and you can go? Because everybody, I think, is a little different when it comes to this. But just noting those times, jotting those times down to say, hey, you know what? From about the 9 to 11 o'clock time, man, I really, I'm jazzed up. I got a lot of stuff. I, you know, 
I can do maybe early in the morning. It's it's I'm going to prioritize my time a little bit differently this way because my energy level is is maybe a little bit lower. And then at the end of the day, but just being able to note the times when your energy levels are high, low, uh, that you can really uh, optimize uh, your productivity. Sure. Uh, and then also figure out when you're uh, maybe when you need a rest, but also monitor stress levels, you know, pay attention again, this is going to go back to self-awareness, something that you and I are really big on really checking in with yourself. That could be mindfulness practice could be really paying attention to. And I know the last couple episodes, I don't know if it was the last episode or two episodes ago, you were talking about when are you notice when you're irritable, notice when maybe you're you're not getting sleep right you're not sleeping as well as maybe you normally do or maybe some physical symptoms but if your stress is consistently high uh, or impacting your overall well-being that's going to indicate a need uh, to create some clear boundaries or some changes in your routine and then i would say to seek feedback from others you know have a have a support system where you can uh, talk to some trusted colleagues or friends or family members for feedback. And maybe are they seeing patterns? I know uh, for me, I'm grateful for my wife. She She's really good with me to say, okay, Jace, I, I see that you're uh, overloaded here right now. A lot of things happening right now. Um, and then just by her, um, you know, almost like signaling that to me, it helps me check in and reflect, okay, what do I need to do to adjust and monitor uh, those things. So I do, can get back on track, so to speak, but again, that feedback. And then I would say too, um, you know, and we've talked about this just in our journey, Kevin, of this show, implement small changes in a routine or boundaries. It doesn't need to be a drastic change or a drastic change to a routine, but you know, maybe it does too. I don't know. Cause if you're doing some really unhealthy stuff, maybe it does, but just implement those small changes into your routine, uh, boundaries, to gauge, is it helping you? Um, and you know, some of the things that I've done is I've set aside time, uh, for personal activities that I know that are going to bring me joy. And we, as educators, principals, leaders, we need to make sure we're still doing things that bring us joy. Cause if we're not, if we're not going to take care of that part of our life, we're not going to be good when we go into the job. So experiment with those changes and maybe um, maybe there's some different things that you can do uh, to set aside some time for some personal activities. So that's, that's what I have there. What are some, uh, I want to end with uh, some facts that we have and then also some strategies that we can leave uh, with our listeners and then uh, we'll we'll check out of here. Yeah. So, you know, let's see, what do we got here? Um, we got a study by the Organization for Economic Cooperation and Development. Uh, the average worker in the United States works 1,779 hours per year, which is higher than the average um, of 1,763. Um, let's see, survey conducted by Flex Jobs. We found that found that 80% of respondents believe that having a flexible job would make them happier and improve their work-life balance. Flexibility. Is, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's, you know, I don't want to 
go on, maybe this is another topic that you and I talk about, but when we talk about the, the educational system in schools, yeah. are there, is there a way to create some of that flexibility? Well, um, I mean, we're starting to see it more and more, right? I mean, it's, it's how many different pathways does a kid at a traditional high school have to take a class? I mean, you've got face-to-face, right. you've got online, you've got blended, you've got PSEO, you've got, I mean, we're, we're, there, there's not a, there's not a one size fits all, um, model. Right. And so mm-hmm. is it going to come down, you know, in the future where maybe, maybe there are some teachers and students that really, really love, um, being in the building in a traditional time, you know, seven to three or seven to two or eight to two, whatever it is. Maybe there's, maybe there's other teachers and students that don't want to show up every day. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe the model is going to change. I don't know. Yeah. It, it, like you said, there's been some, there's been some minor changes. Yeah. What about this one here? The world health organization has classified burnout as an <laughs> occupational phenomenon resulting from chronic workplace stress that has not been successfully managed. It's almost <laughs> like burnout's going to be considered a disease at one point. It is. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. interesting. How about um, this research conducted by the university of Oxford found that employees who have a good work-life balance are not only happier and healthier, but also more productive and engaged in their work. I mean, if you're yeah. reading this and you're a leader of a company or of a school principal, whatever it is, if you're going to, you're going to get more out of your employees. Yep. If you're creating this culture, if you're not going to create this culture, I'm going to tell you right now, it is, it's a, I'll just use the word toxic. Yeah. It's a very toxic and unhealthy culture. But if you can incorporate this and really, I, and again, I get that education is stressful. I get that there's some things we might not even be able to do because it's out of our control. You know, it might be out of our control. Yep. But if you can, if you can talk about this and really try to frame it to, to make sure you're saying, hey, this is okay to go and, and leave a little early, come maybe a little late or take vacation and all that other kind of good stuff that you, your, your people are going to come back. They're going to feel more refreshed if, you conti- if you're doing this um, you know, throughout the, throughout the school year. I think about Google now, granted, I've never been there, but everything that you always hear about Google is how, how happy their staff are and, and the things and the, 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 the components that they put in place for the environment at the work, you know, free mm-hmm. lunch. Um, you know, you hear, you hear like there's games everywhere, there's ping pong tables, there's pull like, and they don't, they allow the freedom for their, for their employees based on what I've heard to just, get their work done. Like they trust them enough to just get their work done. And so right. they're doing what they need to do to keep that balance and that, that, um, creativity and whatnot. So yeah, mm-hmm. it's cool. Um, what else we got in here? We've got a study published, uh, published by the journal of occupational environmental medicine found companies with effective work, work life balance initiatives. Okay, so they're putting programs together. They experienced lower turnover rates, improved employee satisfaction, and again, that increased productivity. So if you're going mm-hmm. out of the out of your way to actually um, be intentional about this stuff, you know, we talked about how stressful it can be to have high turnover. Um, you can you can at least decrease that by a significant amount. This next one, just read that number there, pal. Three hundred billion. Uh, Global Wellness Institute estimated that work related stress costs the global economy three. Hundred billion billion with a B dollars annually in lost productivity. Mm-hmm. 
man. We talked about that a couple, uh, two, three yeah. episodes ago on mental health, just the, what it costs, what yep. it costs businesses, companies, schools, all that stuff. Yeah. Let's see what else we got a survey conducted by the American psychological association found that 44% of working adults reported checking work emails, messages, or calls during their personal time, blurring the boundaries between work and personal life, right? I mean, it's so easy to hop on your computer or your phone and check emails while you're out to dinner. Oh or the phone has killed or, us, hasn't it? It has. It really has. We would do so much better if, seriously, every cell tower on the planet just <laughs> fell over. Like, it, 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 really, we would. Um, so, yeah, lots of good stuff. I mean, there's all sorts of additional things we could talk about, but... Yeah, I mean, we when we're talking from the, uh, you know, National Association of Secondary School Principals... Um, you know, they do surveys all the time. You're talking over half the principals are, are feeling overwhelmed by their workload. Yeah. You know, 61% or, or, or more are reporting um, their job responsibilities or interviewing with their personal life. So a lot of stuff here that we know, and this is the reason why you and I, Kevin, are talking about this. Absolutely. I mean, it's not just stuff we're pulling out. We're, we There's research out there. There's statistics out there. There's facts out there. And there's questions and stuff like that. But now let's get to the uh, let's get to the point of the show here. Where, okay, I'm a listener here. I'm hearing you talk about you know all this stuff. But what the hell can I do now? So what are some strategies that uh, leaders, principals, educators can implement to achieve a better work life balance? Well, there's a number of things. Um, one thing that uh, I think, as far as in the building, um, prioritizing and delegating. I, I, I think, and I think we're all, you know, at least I, I am, I struggle with this one. This is, this one's tough for me. We got to be careful with it too, because well, you, you're delegating everything and you're burning someone else out. You, you, true. True. Um, part of it is I want to make sure that it, you know, I don't want someone to think that I'm just dumping things on them because I'm the leader. That's what I worry about. Yeah. Truthfully. And so I get real sensitive to, Okay, if I ask somebody to do something, are they just thinking that I don't want to do it and I have the authority to tell them to do it? And so because of that, I overcompensate and I probably don't delegate enough. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I personally struggle with as, as a leader. But we got to get better at it because other people are there to do their jobs. Here's the thing. They want to help. They want to yeah, help. They, they yeah, want to help. They their, want part of their job. Right. Yeah. They want to be a positive impact in that organization. So utilize those people. Right. Um, setting clear boundaries, okay? Um, establishing clear boundaries between work and personal life. I mean, that's super, super important. You know, defining specific work hours, avoiding work-related communication during personal time. I mean, some things I've gone so far as I will come home and I will I will tell my wife, I'm turning my phone off. It's, it's going off and I'm putting it in a drawer and like, it sounds silly, but sometimes you have to be that intentional. Um, that is a very clear boundary, my friend. Yeah. I mean, it, it just, it just is, but, um, you know, we all survived in a time when we couldn't Mm -hmm. be reached a hundred percent of the time and we made it. And, and so it's okay to do that every once in a while, um, practicing effective time management, um, you know, to-do lists, um, having realistic deadlines, breaking down tasks into manageable chunks, minimizing distractions, using using other strategies to um, organize your your tasks. I mean, there's there's so many things that that we can do to um, be better about about time management. And I've got, yeah, go ahead. I've, I've got I've got a couple that I, that me personally that it's taken me 
uh, time and uh, as a principal and as you go through leadership and as you go through your time and your experiences and you you grow and you fail, you grow and you fail and you grow and you fail. But again, I want to go back to what you you said earlier about making sure that you're setting clear boundaries because it's okay to have boundaries as long as you, you, you know, you're staying true to those boundaries mm-hmm. and you're communicating those boundaries. Um, but make sure you do that because that is really going to help you both in your work life and it's going to help in your personal life. But the the big one that I want to talk about here that uh, is being able to say no. Mm. Yeah. How many times, and I look at my own self that I don't want to say no because I want to help. I always want to say yes because maybe this is going to help something else or, or do something else. But as principals or leaders, educators, you should learn how to say no yeah. to maybe some of those, we'll call them just non-essential tasks or commitments that maybe are continually overwhelming our schedule, but learn to say no to it. Maybe you don't, maybe you're, nope, I'm, that's not what I'm going to put on my calendar. Nope, I'm not going to do that. Um, you know, whatever it is, but then that goes back to setting those boundaries and prioritizing your workload, mm-hmm. um, avoid taking on those excessive, uh, responsibilities that may compromise your work life. So it's, again, you got to find those balances. And the thing I said to start this is to, to learn, to grow, to fail, learn, grow, fail, learn, grow, fail. Um, I mean, that's really what you're doing as a leader. Um, and I know, I believe the topic that you and I talked about coming up here, we're going to talk about uh, failure and failing and embracing that and, and how to do that. So mm-hmm. I learned to say no here. Uh, what else you got here? Uh, we've talked about open communication, mm-hmm. making sure that, um, you know, that members are, are understanding clear expectations around workload deadlines, um, procedures, you know, what, 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 what have you, um, you know, if you have open communication, you're going to have better planning. You're going to reduce the likelihood of last minute emergencies. Um, so just making sure everybody's on the same page, I think, is is vital. Um, taking regular breaks and vacations. Okay. I don't, yeah, I don't, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah. we did. And, and like I said, that's one thing that I struggle with. But I have to learn to be okay to do that. And... It's it's okay for leaders to prioritize regular breaks throughout the workday or or throughout the you know the quarter or the semester or whatever it is, um, vacations, personal personal time periodically. It's crucial to rejuvenate and maintain a healthy oh, work life yeah. balance. I mean, it, it's coming back feeling better. Yeah, and so we we we've got to make sure that 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 the understanding is that that aspect of our job is it's okay to do. Um, and that leads right into mm-hmm. leading by example, making sure that we're doing that. If, if our staff see, see us as leaders, um, doing things that, that say to them, Hey, this, this person really, really, um, is demonstrating strong work-life balance practices. It's okay for me to do the same thing. Um, so I think that that's just super crucial that we are doing that in, in all areas, um, related to work-life balance. Oh, for sure. And that's, I mean, that, that, that's a way that leaders and principals can combat burnout, can combat yep. being stressed out. So those are great strategies there. Um, Kevin, uh, the other piece I would, uh, I just want to, would say is as a principal, uh, for me is make sure that you're, uh, making sure you, you're creating that culture of, of teamwork and support, 
uh, within your school, within your organization, whatever it may be, uh, being that collaborative principal or leader, um, providing opportunities for your uh, maybe team or for others to go get some professional development. Again, you don't want to overdo that too, because you were saying you got, you got your task at hand. Um, and then just make sure you are making sure, you, again, we, the core of what we do is about relationships and the strong relationships that we have with our colleagues, uh, our team members, our staff, our students, our families, our community, making sure that you have that um, there. And then we've talked about this many times, but just check in on your, check in on your staff. I would encourage every principal leader person that's listening, check in with people, find out how they're Mm -hmm. doing, ask them how they're doing, you know, get away from the screens, get away from the emails, get away from the text messages. Just go have a conversation with somebody, go ask somebody, how are you doing? How's your family? Whatever it is, you got a recipe that you're making, what kind of food, whatever it is, go have a conversation and talk and check in with people, see how they're doing, because that is how we are going to continually be there for one another and help each other out is just checking in employees. So those are some strategies, Kevin, that I believe that can help that you and I talk about. Uh, And so hopefully listeners found value in that. What I want to do here, Kevin, like we always do. Yeah. What, uh, Let's, let's leave listeners. What, what's a piece of advice that you would give to a listener that people can start doing right away to, to maybe, uh, you know, incorporate some better work-life balance in their life? What's one thing you'd leave with them? Uh, one thing that I would suggest doing is ask your person, whoever that, whoever that is, you, you know who that person is, significant other, best friend, whatever. I want you to ask that person to grade your work-life balance. Mm. I, I want to, you know, you, you talked about a little self-assessment piece yeah. and being, yep. being aware and all that kind of stuff, but ask the people that know you best to grade you at, just mm-hmm. give them a little, give them a little rubric kind of thing, you know, and just say, Hey, I want you to, I want you to give me a letter grade on how you think I'm doing with my work-life balance. It might be spot on with what you think. It might be drastically different. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so I think that'd just be a super easy conversation, kind of a fun conversation with somebody that that's close to you and just say, Hey, how, how am I doing? How, how was my, my approach to my work-life balance? How's it impacting you? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's great. I think that's a great piece of advice, Kevin. My piece of advice is this is I would jot down all the things that you, en- that you enjoy doing. If it's a hobby, if whatever it is, jot those things down and then make sure you're doing them. Hmm. set time aside to do those things because when you I know this personally for myself and I can say this when I'm doing the things that I find joy in and I enjoy to do I know I'm a better person I know I'm a better friend I know I'm a better husband I know I'm a better dad I know I'm a better colleague jot down the things that bring you joy those hobbies those things write those things down and schedule time to do those. That's my piece of advice that I'm going to leave listeners with today. KJ, you know what? We started with a little craziness, but every time (laughs) we sit down and have these conversations, I always feel better. I do too. I do too. Yeah, I was a little stressed at the beginning. There was lots of technical stuff going on, but somehow, some way, these two clowns always figure out a way to get things recorded and get it done. So called um, the indie podcast world. That's what we live (laughs) in. Hey, we are so much appreciate everybody joining us today, tuning in to the 2P Pod. 
you know, remember, man, it starts with you. It does. Everybody make it a great rest of your week. And uh, don't forget, keep living and leading with purpose. Take care. Be well.